So I was reading, I was looking for reviews for that uh, Invincible book. Uh, what what Invincible book Dude, did you bring holy in? Holy shit, was your description the worst and most flawed it's ever been? I understand <laughs> oh, you were shit. like crushed for time apparently, but fuck, yeah. dude. You really fucked the shit the bed on that one. So it wasn't just Adam Eve, it was it Adam Eve Invincible and Rex presents Plode. Adam Eve and Rex Plode. And also the show is called Vixen. There aren't plural Vixens, it's just one girl. Oh. Okay, I missed that one. Yeah, My bad. you did. You missed both I, of those. I didn't even realize I did that one. All right, well, we're talking about vixens and uh, vixens. There's many of them, right? Because she turns into lots of animals. Yeah, yeah, that's probably how that worked. Yeah. All right. So I, I, so I read the other Invincible Presents book. Wait, what other one is there? Invincible Presents Adam Eve. Just Adam Eve. It didn't do the like Rexplode backstory. No, it just Adam Eve backstory. Well, wait, because like the so, end of the Adam Eve one ends with them together. Okay, we'll see if this is the same one, or maybe you just read like part I wonder, of the yeah. one I read. Mine. How many issues was the uh, backstory for Adam uh, Eve? Five, maybe six. I I think five. All right. Three. Three were. Uh, the first two were Adam Eve, and then the second two were Rex, and then the fifth one was them together. Oh, okay. So maybe mine was just the first two. Oh shit. Okay. And then because I, I read just Adam Eve included in this were two single page Omni Man one off comics, which were fucking awesome because they were solely in there. Oh, I had okay. That. They were solely in there to say, "Hey, why isn't Mark in this book at all?" And it just shows him at the d- breakfast table, and he goes, "Hey, got your powers yet?" No, and then it's Omni Man doing Omni Man shit for the uh, rest of all the panels. <laughs> just like, all right, that one was <laughs> fucking later. great. I love those. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so you know. Um, the other thing about Invincible is, um, should we do a Invincible special like we did with Saga a long time ago? What do you think about this idea? Uh, we can, except we cannot finish off everything. Yeah, that's the problem. In a week, because we're we're. Uh, I think we are on number four. Is the next one we would be on? Yeah. So uh, there's 25 um, volumes, which I think I also think is too much for one week. Um, we could do two weeks, but then that's still like 11 volumes each person or each week. I think it's a which better idea if we just like pick like three or maybe four of them and just do that in like a bulk. We can start doing like once a month, just do bulk invincible episodes where we try to just catch all up right. if you want. Like that seems easier. All right. All right. I, I wanted to run this by you to figure out how to do this. I want to read invincible, but I also want to have a reason to finish it for the podcast so i want to kill two birds with one stone i want to i want to use my time wisely yeah i I think probably doing it by like just break it off into threes and do them once a month on like a a monthly special thing is probably the easiest way all right um because reading three collected volumes isn't too big of a hassle that's just one more than we do for a normal week if i remember correctly they were pretty short so it might be okay. We we can see how how far we can get, and then well, let's try to shoot for four or something. If, well, if, if it's if too easy, we can go this. for five and just round it up to yeah. make it a nice divisible number by the total. I remaining. like that. Well, the total remaining is um twenty 
22. Oh, I thought you said we had 25 left. No, there's 25 total. Oh. Yeah. All right. Let, yeah, we can we could do that. Let's do that for next week then. We are Oh, uh, no, not next week. week. Oh, okay. I have uh, there's I a, say, there's okay, a new bye, show everyone. coming to Netflix <laughs> and I'm picking the first volume of it cuz I've never read it. I have no idea and I want to prep for the oh. show a little bit. Okay. I'll uh find something to bring in cuz I don't know if I did. There's nothing interesting for me to bring in either, which is another reason I think of this. Did you watch the last episode of Invincible? Yeah. Cool. So like your Walking Dead update, I'm going to do an Invincible update. They played Run the Jewels again. That was fucking awesome. Awesome. I don't remember the uh, bad guy from the book, but maybe we just haven't gotten to it yet. And I'm sad that the, uh, the demon detective guy died or was sent back to hell. I mean... He can't die. He's yeah. a demon. He's already dead. Well, yeah. He just goes home. Yeah. Which sounds like a sweet ending, but it was a bad going home. Yeah. Yeah, you, it wasn't that fun. Have you seen or heard anything about this show? Uh, what was it called? I wrote it down here. Jupiter's Legacy? Like, I I guess no, I no. fell asleep while watching something on Netflix, and then it just started like kicking in like trailers and commercials for other shit i caught the end of this uh commercial but it starts sometime in may but it's a comic book series so i wanted to pick a volume of that to read before the show drops cool that'll give us something to watch in the future yeah i don't know the actual date it releases but it's sometime next month so soon cool all right i found something that'll do I mean, if you were if you were dead set on Invincible, you could have just picked Invincible number four. I could have done that. <laughs> you ready to get this train on the tracks? I think I am. Sure, play me in. All aboard. <laughs> okay, yeah, I said I was ready, and then apparently I'm not ready. Really dropping the ball here. Jesus. I know. If you... <laughs> If you can't devote there it is. 3% of your effort and time to this podcast, I don't know what we're going to do with you. We might have to fire you and replace you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't spend more time than that, I think. 1%. Yeah, not even that. I barely even read these <laughs> things. I fractions. just look at the pictures and assume I'm right. Hope for the best. Yeah. I kind I kind of do that too a lot. Wait, what? Um, really? Yeah, sure. Like, uh, not this week. This week was pretty okay. But what did we read last week? Um, Check the archives. Yeah, like the the Marauder. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Marauders, and uh, we only find them when they're dead. I did a lot of that. So it was just like, all right, I want to finish this. Let's get through. We it. only find them when they're dead. Yeah, that one was hard to. Well, they just repeated the same stuff, so I'm just like, yeah, well, maybe I just assumed they were repeating the same stuff, because I was just saying, yeah, reading's hard. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we are totally wrong about this. Damn it. Welcome to Giraffes Have Black Tongues. We read everything. Comics edition. I'm Dave and that's Donnie. Hello. We're good at reading. Today we looked at pictures of um, 
that's invincible that's, presents adam eve sorry that's why anytime a book has awesome artwork that's always the first thing i point out or mention about it if, when we're reviewing if we liked it or not you should be like an art critic I should be then just this just is now an art podcast like, this art comic this book art, art is podcast i'm dave yeah and i'm donnie <laughs> Uh, and we're going to talk about the art of My Little Pony slash Transformers, Friendship in Disguise. And uh, we looked at the art of um, Vixen, just one Vixen, not more than one. And I looked at art for The Walking Dead season finale, maybe, unless they extend the season well, again. No, no, you could have just said it was Vixen's first six episodes or first season, because I guess that would have worked if you wanted to pluralize it. It's possessive now. Shit. That, that's what I meant. God it was possessive. It. Man, I'm too illiterate for, for this grammar shit. <laughs> Why are we talking about comic books? You can barely read. Well, I guess because they have pictures. Yeah, this is an yeah. art pod- podcast, so Whew. we're art appreciators. All right. What do you want to start with, then? Did you also mention Invincible Presents, Atom Eve, and Rexplode in some cases? Yeah. Let's talk about that. So I read Invincible Presents... Adam Eve. So, um, so, because I chose to ignore Rexplode, I guess. Was that not included with it on the website that we usually use? Because I, I read this one no. from the library's website just because I like they have a nice little feature where you can like double click and it'll zoom in per panel as opposed to like on the page. And it, also, if you go oh. over it with your mouse, it'll like actually highlight that word bubble. So, in like areas where it's way too small to read for me. I can easily like see what the fuck it says. I love using the library's website just because it has those features. So I always pick anything off of there instead of the other site whenever I can. Well, let me take a look at what they have here. Oh yeah, okay. Is so Rex split its own separate. Um, yeah, so it had Invincible presents Adam Eve and Invincible presents Adam Eve and Rexplosion on um that website with a uh, paid comic book reading or whatever that we use. And I guess I just saw Adam Eve first and was like, yeah, that. And then I just read that. So I didn't read the Rexplode part. That was also the only one you put in the description for last week. So yeah. because I. Well, yeah, because I did things out of order because I edited most of the episode and then I didn't edit because I was away from my computer. And then I did my, but I read ahead. So I just was, went by memory instead of by what was said on the podcast. And then by the time I got there, I think I just, just was like, all right, I got to finish this. I'm late as fuck. So yeah, my bad. Or really, you could blame Dave too, I guess, for bringing in a confusing title. I mean, I said it repeatedly what it was, but... Blame Robert Kirkman too for, for this. You know, we all, we all have We're to all, do our part. Yeah, we've, we all did yeah, our part in this and fucking this one up for you. Yeah, I fucked up. You guys fucked up. Audience too. Every, the, yeah, everyone. Just splitting them. Chris, you fucked up. fuck you. It was your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Ralph probably had something to do with it too, I'm sure. All right. So let, let's, let's figure out if these things, um, if there's any overlap here. So what I read was Adam Eve's backstory from her birth up until, I don't know, she joins the superhero team or something. Uh, did you read about that? You saw I had her, her birth and creation. Father. No superhero team though. I swear, or it ends I with think her I'm thinking of fighting episode, government actually. agents who tried to take her hostage because they, their big evil reveal was that they had kept her mother alive and they were like siphoning like her blood or her plasma 
and making like these shitty like clone spin-off versions uh, trying to replicate Adam Eve but uh they're yeah, all melty okay. instead and like yes yeah they kind of look like the Fantastic Four in the first time we see them right they have like blue trunks on and one There's guy like is a, like I think he was wearing jeans maybe I don't know maybe oh all right yeah, sure. I think we Probably. okay. So I think we did. Did they go see Science Dog at any point in the theater? I, it's my first note. Her dad. All right. <laughs> took so yeah, to see Science Dog. See He's this. got a movie now. Yeah, got a theatrical movie release. That was awesome. Science Dog yeah. is moving up and in it, the franchise world. And now, and I guess there was a lot of swearing and blood in that movie too, which is so they went the route of uh, Wolverine, where they eventually did that. So that's that's good. Science Dog is Wolverine in this universe. He's Lo- Old Man Logan. That was a Logan movie. Yeah, that. Right, Logan. Yeah, Science Dog finally has some edge to him. I like that. Yeah, I do too. It's about fucking time. Seriously. I was tired of his hijinks. But yeah, I didn't have that many notes about this because, I mean, it was... I think it was perfectly fine. It's Adam Eve's backstory. I liked it. It was pretty pretty dark and cool by the end there. No, oh, I, I read up to her discovering her powers where she decides... Um, where she finds out that she can man- manipulate the atoms of living things or whatever, because it, at first it said, oh, you can't do that because that's a block we put when we created you, so you can't be too powerful. And then she just does it anyway by the end of what I read. Yeah, I read when he said he told her that they put in a safety, uh, a safety protocol just in case so she can become omnipotent, but I don't remember her. Ignoring it because she was struggling to beat the uh, the blob kids because she couldn't yeah. overpower them once they had like turned into other things. That's why they roughed her up, and then they just melted and died because they evaporated or something. Then at the very end, she's like, "I I can do this." Um, when she was talking to the agent and someone else, she's like, "You know, th- my name is a uh, Samantha, whatever." But Samantha I e. defy Wilkins. you to remember. Yeah. So she she's actually able to control people's minds by changing their atoms inside of their body now. So she disallowed them to remember her name. Oh, by doing I didn't that. pick yeah. up that that's what she was doing there. I thought it was just like some kind of a psychic attack because she erased the memory of her from them. No, yeah. Well, she did do that, but the, it's because of the atom thing. So Adam Eve's power is... Um, I, I kind of forgot about the specifics of this, how she can just change matter into anything she wants um i kind of forgot about all the details about her power so her power is pretty awesome her power is way fucking I mean, cooler yeah than i thought it was yeah i i thought it was just like a kind of like a green lantern like shield kind yeah. of thing but you know she could just like create doors and whatever walls and shit that she was doing that was pretty cool like uh yeah i didn't realize she could do all that shit you didn't read about this but um rex Eventually realizes he's like, so Rex's backstory is his family is poor as hell and they send Rex out to like steal food, some cans of food for the family on like Christmas Eve or some shit. And this random uh, guy in a suit like stops him for a minute and talks to him and he's like, yeah, like stealing is bad, but it's better than us starving to death. And the guy just kind of like chuckles and he's like, all right, kid, scare her off. And then that guy shows up at their house and he brings a, a bunch of steak dinners for the family and a briefcase full of money. 
and Rex's dad sells him to this creepy, strange man that he's just meeting immediately just for the money. And it was fucking hilarious. Cool. And I was like, oh shit, Rex's just, backstory is him just getting molested and sold into sex trafficking. That's fucking awesome. But no, that didn't happen. Instead, this guy just trains him to become uh. a master assassin. And so originally, he's working for this guy and he keeps asking him, he's like, hey, we are the good guys, right? Because I'm killing a lot of people. Like, um, they, I didn't know Rex's powers weren't actually like powers, but they like operate on his arms and they insert whatever it is that kind of gives him this like fire manipulation pyro type of power. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, so like he becomes a, a secret agent and he's just sneaking into all these, like, I, I assume there are other government top people around the world. And he'll just, he has a briefcase of like novelty souvenir baseballs that he takes with him to like disguise it. And he'll just charge it up sort of gambit style and just toss it into the room with that guy that he's supposed, whoever his target is. And it just blows him up. And so he's just doing that a bunch. And uh, there is this awesome part here where he flies to uh, assassinate some guy in Japan. And uh, we get an awesome Nippon Professional Baseball League reference here when uh he's he's rocking all henshin tigers shit and uh i I guess he's somewhere closer to yomiori because uh the flight attendant girl who like checks his briefcase when he first gets there she's like oh don't say that too loud everyone here loves the yomiori giants and he's like good to know and then he shows up at some random like powerful japanese dude's home and he gives him the baseballs and blows him up and kills him but fucking yeah Upon professional baseball, baseball league. That's wow. professional Jap- right. That's Japan's MLB, basically. Whoa. That's cool. Baseball reference. Sports. The Put the drop. Big times. Oh, fuck. I thought you were ready. <laughs> was, my phone was sitting in my lap. I was listening to your story. Take me out to the sports game. Take me out with the sports. Buy me some sports talk. Jack. I don't care if I never sports talk. But so. Uh, after after doing all of these like hits for the uh, Ratcliffe, that's the that's the man who buys children. Uh, after doing all these hits for him, he's like, "Hey, I, his next mission is he wants him to go to the Pentagon." He's like, "Okay, I can do that, but there's no target. You didn't give me a name. It's it just says Pentagon." He's like, "That's right. Just blow up the entire building. You'll get your target. He'll be in there." He's like, "Yeah." I, then Rex starts feeling kind of like suspicious. That's what makes him like question if he's a good guy or not. And uh, he randomly bumps into uh, Eve when she's stopping a bank robber. It's the same villain every fucking time that she fights. Um, <clears throat> Kill Cannon, which yeah. awesome fucking name. But uh, good. like Rex helps her stop him finally after she's like, no, I'm the good guy. Help me out. And he's like, oh, okay. And so he throws a charged up brick at the guy's head and knocks him out. And so she's like, hey, or he's like, hey, I need your help. She's like, okay, yeah, I can help you out. What do you need? I'm a superhero. She, and then he explains the entire situation about how the uh, the pedophile who purchased him as a child wants him to blow up the Pentagon, and that's where like big, important government agents live, or government officials live, and he thinks that's probably a bad guy move, not something a hero would do. And she's like, yeah, that seems pretty fucked up. It's probably not best if you want to be uh, a non-villain to do that. And so he stays at her place and then he goes back to Ratcliffe's and uh, he's like, all right, I'm, I'm leaving the team. I'm quitting. 
I'm not going to do this bad shit anymore. And they, the Radcliffe kind of like starts choking him, calling him an ungrateful like asshole because he gave him all this power and all this money and all these hits and all kinds of shit. And uh, so he accidentally charges up. He Radcliffe starts punching him and choking him and he freaks out and he gets scared. And so he accidentally charges his glasses brim, the brim of his eyeglasses. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh shit, what did I do? Don't touch it. Just take it off slowly or quickly. And he didn't get him in time and it exploded his head. So he, she's like, he panics because he was thinking he was working for the government this whole time. That's what Radcliffe had told him originally. So he thought he was a government agent, but he's not totally sure. So to be safe, he blows up the entire facility where Radcliffe like lived and trained him and, and housed him at just in case those were actually bad guys and not good guys as well. So he just blows up the entire facility and he leaves and he goes to Eve's and um, he's kind of crashing there for a while. And he keeps like, she keeps bringing him like leftovers for dinner every night because his par- her parents never once like realize that he's stowing away in her bedroom. And uh, every time he's like, hey, could you give any chance it'd be steak to- again tonight? And every time she just changes it into steak because that's his favorite food for him. Oh, that's nice. It's very nice of her. But yeah, yeah. that's when her she manipulates shit. Long story hmm. short. Yeah. Um, so cool. It sounds like both backstories were uh, good then. So you said at some point that it did end with them together against the government agents at the building, right? No, I don't think Rex was in my book at oh, all. Oh, so yours just ended right when she melted the two government agents' memory? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so I'll go through all my notes here. All right. So Dr. Brandyworth is that guy that she's talking to all throughout at the very beginning who just keeps <laughs> he just keeps popping out of every seedy looking shadow or shadowy alley yeah. all throughout her life and starts freaking her out. Finally she like confronts him and she's like, What the hell are you doing? Do you just live in shadows? Um I like that he's outside of the private school meeting when she's there as like a young, like five or six year old child trying to get into this fancy school and he's standing underneath a tree. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it was just the way this one page, one panel was animated, but it looks like his like entire shoulders are just covered in nothing but bird shit. So I'd like to imagine that he's just been standing under this one tree, hoping that she would be there at some point in time. Also watching other kids creepily. Yeah, probably. That's how you get bird shit on you. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of how else that would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first battle with Kill Cannon, for some reason, he tries to insult her by calling her a wonton tart, which yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how that that's supposed funny. to be an insult, but awesome. I was just like, wait, is she like Asian or something? Like, why is she? She's clearly not. She's a redheaded white girl. Yeah. I had to think about that. It's like, why wonton? What does this mean? I don't understand. So I think this is the part that you read also when they're inside. I don't, it looked like, was it a bank that they, where she met the like blob children? I can't remember where that was. Something, something like that. Yeah. It was somewhere where the blob children are holding hostages or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a bank robbery with hostages, I think. So they're in Mm. there and, uh, they, they pull in the doctor, uh, Brandyworth and they're holding him hostage too, to like try to convince her to give up. And, uh, (laughs) 
after that, the, the government guys come and get them. And I, I forget who it was. I think it was that Franklin guy, the, the main government agent villain guy. But he says, you're worth a thousand melty children for to me. What a mm-hmm. sweet, heart-touching sentiment. It's nice. Um, he also randomly, at some point in time, shouted out something about death. Oh, it's this is the season for something. He kept rhyming everything, but he was trying to like make some cool like catchphrase threat at Rex, and then he just yells randomly, "Death Christmas!" That was awesome. Oh yeah, that Radcliffe guy. Like when Rex is questioning if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Like, it shows his face, and he has this giant scar that goes all the way from, like, above his up, like, maybe right where his hairline is, like, upper, upper forehead, and it goes all the way down and around to the very bottom of his chin. But, I mean, like, how could Rex still be questioning that? You can't possibly not be a villain with that huge of a face scar. Yeah, that's true. That's too big. The last time we see Kill Cannon... Eve suggests that he changes his name to something cooler. And she suggests kill Machete or possibly even kill Catapult. Kill Catapult. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Creative. Uh, Memorable. That Radcliffe guy had a wall of pictures with, of him. And it looked like it was with superheroes and like just rich looking people. And then there's also just one specific picture that... Rex, Rex is like, this is when he's like thinking he's suspicious and he's checking out his wall of like famous friends or people he's met. And it's like uh, that Guardians of the Globe team. There's a picture of him with like them and not Omni-Man, but whoever that second most powerful guy was with the beard from the cartoon in the first couple of comics. I forget that yeah. guy's name, but he's also I got a picture too. of like him shaking his hand. And then right on the other side of it, there's this awesome picture which clearly like is supposed to like show how evil he is. It's him giving a giant thumbs up and a smile. Well, it right behind him in the background there's this building that's uh blowing up and exploding. But he's sitting oh, there cool. like it's all nice and happy and like a fun time. He's not wrong. No, no, it sounds cool. I would post for pictures like that. Yeah. Uh very last thing. So at the very end of it, uh I don't know how they met Art. The, the costume guy but at the very end of it they're in his shop getting a new costume made for Rex and he's got this mug that says that's some strong stitch you bet and I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean like I get that he's like a tailor but that's some strong stitch you bet like, is that like a play on some kind of common phrase or like joke yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard that one before. Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah, that was all I had. Okay. That's all I had, too. So it sounds like both books were good. I liked them. Yeah. All right. So do you want to hear some reviews? Hear about more people who thought it was good. Well, we're only going to hear about the Eve one, aren't we? No. Um, I did the... I got... Eve and Rexplode in there. Oh, nice. Um, the, the Adam Eve one is didn't have any reviews by on its own, so that's why I have that. So lucky for us. All right, well, let me hit that drop. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! It was mostly just people saying, yeah, good book, uh, great condition, and all that stuff. There's a lot of that. Arrived um, on time. So I, 
so I just translated this one that was three stars, um, and it's from France. So this this is translated. All right, three stars. Spinoff, essential for Invincible fans. Invincible is a hero large enough for limited series to be launched with more or less secondary heroes of the series. The collection brings together the story of the origins of Adam Eve's Invincible's girlfriend into two comics, then that of Rexplode's origins and his encounter with Adam Eve into three comics. So he explains it nicely there. These two superheroes were born from the machinations of secret organizations with impenetrable aims and activities. Okay, this is translated. I guess that's why it's it's, uh, it's saying weird words. The shadow of the creators Kirkman and Walker soars heavily on these stories. Is Walker uh, another writer on this? I didn't catch that. I think it's usually only... Kirkman is the writer, but he might be the, the illustrator, maybe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. And if they do not directly take part in them, the narrative style and drawing will be familiar to lovers of Invincible, but also Brit. Okay. A notebook of sketches, not terribly... I have no idea. I don't know if he's talking about British people or Brit, or I don't know who that is. A notebook of sketches, not terribly interesting, completes this unpretentious, unsurprisingly, but effective work. Then he has three asterisks. Okay, so like three stars and one half. Okay. So I just pulled it up, the little info about the book from the library's page. So it's Robert Kirkman, but he has a co-creator on it with him. So maybe that's that other guy is. The entire reason I picked this little one-off was because it's the only Invincible-related book that I've seen that wasn't written by Kirkman himself. It's someone oh, else okay. write this one, so. All right, he outsourced this one. Gotcha. Okay, so this is, yeah, Robert Kirkman is still credited as the author on Amazon, but then they have Benito Serrano, uh, which is another author, so not Walker. And then Nate uh, Belgard is yeah. the artist. So, all right. And then Brit was probably somewhere. Sounds like they have a uh, a strong friendship, those two authors. Right, Dave? Friendship that a isn't in friendship. disguise, but a real friendship. No. Real. Seamless. Seamless transition into My Little Pony slash Transformers Friendship in Disguise. That's what we do here. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what do you think of this one, then? Very fun. Yeah, it was all right. I didn't hate it, but they kind of did it like they had two short stories with different characters in each issue. So it's kind of like a episode of a Cartoon Network cartoon it, where they'll, they'll have like had, two stories in that. Yeah, it definitely had the setup as if these were just actual like My Little Pony like cartoon episodes or something. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of My Little Pony influence in this too. The art style is very much My Little Pony. It's very bright and colorful, and they're in the My Little Pony world. Well, for the I most mean, part. It, it's taking place in Equestria, so that probably yeah, explains yeah. that. Although, to be fair, when uh, oh, what's that guy? Spike gets transported to Cybertron. He's also in the same art style, though. That didn't change at all. That yeah, that's true. 
I was reading that and I'm like, Wait, who the fuck is Spike? Why are we following oh, Spike this? Spike is like a little dragon character? sidekick for one of them, or like maybe he's I don't remember. He's not even a pony. Why are we wasting a whole half of an issue on him? I mean, I kind of want to see or read something with a Spike and Grimlock spinoff series. That was awesome. I love that. Yeah, they're both like dinosaur type things. Yeah, I guess that works. But yeah, so Spike is like, he's got to be like the cartoon little guy of yeah. My Little Pony, right? Is so that, Yeah, that I is definitely made that note as well here. All right. Spike is obviously okay. a cartoon little guy. Yeah. I, I love how impressed Grimlock is when he's like complimenting Spike after that little battle with the Constructicons, which also, by the way, greatest fucking name ever. Uh, yeah. But Grimlock is so impressed by him and he's like giving him all these compliments because he saved him from their, their giant... Voltron Megazord or whatever the fuck they turned into. But Grimlock is like, yeah, Spike, you can use pronouns. And he's so thrilled about that. Like he's so impressed by it. Cause he just <laughs> he just keeps talking in third person like a fucking idiot. Yeah. He says Spike will grow more big and more smart. Like, why did they make Grimlock such a fucking idiot character? I never I've never noticed that before. Is he always that fucking stupid? I I think so. I remember him just talking like stupidly like that yeah oh, that's that's that would get old that's annoying yeah but grimlock you better watch out with the pronouns make sure you're using the correct ones um in this climate here these days grimlock oh maybe that's Just, why like, he doesn't more confusing. maybe that's why grimlock never uses them to not yeah to grimlock will never be canceled grimlock never is the most canceled. woke transformer ever <laughs> Yeah. Holy shit. That makes perfect He's sense. Like, uh, no, Spike, I'm not using pronouns on purpose because they only hurt. <laughs> okay, I think we got to the bottom yeah, of that. Yeah, damn. Grimlock. <laughs> well played. He's an SJW icon. <laughs> he knows that all pronouns are bad. All right, so then when uh, when the Transformers were in Equestria, we had Starscream in... Uh, in the city, which had a stupid horse name. I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, yeah, Maine Hatton. Yeah, that's what it was. He was in Maine Hatton. And that's great wordplay. What do you mean stupid? Yeah, it is. It's, it's fun, is what I mean by stupid. But anyway, so Starscream is like taking over there. He's like, yeah, make me a crown and a cape and shit, uh, or I'll destroy the whole city. Then RC comes up in the car form, and he was just like, Oh, you guys have cars here? And then it turns into a transformer and kicks them. And I, I just like how that robot in disguise thing worked on Starscream too. It's like, <laughs> I know. You got, <laughs> you've been doing this for so long, you can't like tell, like, oh yeah, that's a transformer. Obviously, that's what happened here. <laughs> but he was fooled by the robot in disguise. Holy shit. I couldn't believe it worked. I it actually works. Yeah, I can't believe that he's like not familiar with which <laughs> type of cars and like yeah. vehicles all the uh, enemy team are. Because like that's true, you should recognize battled a pink that specific car. transformer like a thousand different times and yeah. still can't tell them apart. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Fucking idiot! That's why you're always fucking up, Starscream. You always fuck up. Get so close, and then you fuck it up. I also kind of like the uh, the cooking show hijinks that they were doing. So I don't remember prepping the characters' Pinky? names. Yeah, Pinky. That's right, because she's pink. They're, so they're like eating Transformers food, which is like uh, like nonsense Covered in casserole like or whatever. 
oil and energy grease or whatever the fuck it was yeah called. yeah something like that it's like well why would they need to make a casserole out of that that's weird why do they need to eat? I mean, she had to make it in food form so the pony could try it. I but, guess uh, so. I, like, Pinkie Pie makes... I had a note about those cupcakes she made. I don't know how great an apple wedge on top of a cupcake would taste. Because those flavors would kind of cr- clash, I think. With, like, the, well, the chocolatey probably. cupcake and the frosting and then, like, an apple wedge. Yeah, that would be weird. Like, she also had one topped with a blueberry and one with a, a strawberry, I think it was. Those those seem like they might work, especially the blueberry. That'd probably be good. But apple well, wedge, I think, just kind of clash. Yeah, I, I could see that. It's You don't really want the crisp crunch of an apple on a cupcake. That seems weird. But I mean, apples are used in a lot of sweets. Like, you have caramel apples and you have um, apple pie and shit like that. And, uh... Well, there's two things. Hmm. Can you make apple pie flavored cupcakes? You think that's maybe what she was going for? Maybe. I, I like the uh, Discord, that name. I thought that was funny. The The god of chaos of Equestria kind of looks like a goat dragon thing. Um, but I just like his name, Discord, because that's what we use to record this podcast. Yeah. So that's fun. It's very fun. We specifically got that app just because there was a My Little Pony character named after it, or who influenced its name. Yeah, we're we're bronies. That's why we use Discord. Yeah. Uh, we also had, um, is it Soundwave or Shockwave? I'm, I think I wrote this wrong. Soundwave. Soundwave, okay. Because I know he talked about that name not that long ago. But uh, yeah, Soundwave, he was saying like funny stuff like nonsense detected when he was talking to... Discord, and, and Discord, yeah, yeah. So I, I like how he's doing that. Like, that's enough, enough absurdity. It's like stop this absurdity. That, that meeting or was I'll great because Fluttershy yeah. is the one that like loves all the little animals and shit. And mm-hmm. then when Soundwave opens his chest and like calls out his little like cassette tape uh, army, like she's like, "Oh, yeah. you've got pets too!" And she gets all excited to like meet them, and befriend <laughs> them. It's cute. Well, cute we can shit. bond. Yeah, that was funny. And Shockwave or Soundwave got a pie in the face, which uh, that's classic, classic comedy. Yeah, yeah, pretty funny. Fluttershy tries to like put a bandaid over the I forget what one it was. I think it's the uh, is it the dogish one, whatever that animal is. He's got like a giant gash on his nose. She's like, oh, you got a boo boo. Let me put this bandaid on it. It's like we don't have none of us have boo boos. We have battle scars. Yeah. And, then, and then they all turn because Soundwave also has like a tiny version of himself as one of his cassette tapes. And that guy pushed Fluttershy down and all the animals and all the uh, animalistic cassette tape creatures, they all turned on him and Soundwave and they all ganged up against him. That was my favorite little mini story of the whole book. Yeah. So Soundwave has his own cartoon little guy that he has. That's pretty cool. He has I mean, a cassette yeah. of himself. I, I, I totally it's missed not that. Him. They're different colors. Oh, okay, but it's it's a little transformer guy character. Though. Okay, yeah. Okay, gotcha. I thought it was just like him. He's got one of he's him. Got he's got, a, he's got like exactly a mini like him. human one. He's got a, a rat one, a, a bat, yeah, and a dog type thing. Cool. Very. What's what's the deal with transformers meeting everyone? 
lately because we talked about like Transformers or not uh, Terminator and Transformers. Um, I think we did another one too. Who else did they meet? That the we one talked with about? them and the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We that also did one, one with like, them and uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's it Check too. Yeah. So why why is there so many crossovers with Transformers? What the fuck? I mean, they're trying to catch up to Archie and become the most uh, collaborative property in comics. Yeah, I think I think they are well on their way. Oh shit! There's got to be a Transformers meet Archie at this point. Like, they've both collaborated <laughs> with every other character you could think of. Yeah, they, I mean, why wouldn't they? It's like both seems like both those franchises are just out to collaborate with every other franchise that they possibly fucking can. Did they ever do anything with Batman? Or am I? I don't think they did. They, prob- they did shit with Marvel. I, I looked this up. They did a bunch of shit with Marvel because Marvel used to write the comics for them. So they've like teamed up with like the Avengers and shit and Spider-Man and Wolverine. So, hmm. yeah. I don't know about DC, though, but probably. Oh, yeah. So, uh, shit, what's that movie? Oh, the new Space Jam. Have you seen that trailer uh-huh. at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, it's got like every single Warner Brothers owned property in it in various parts. I just watched this little like Easter egg video on YouTube and uh, they've got a couple, yeah. two different scenes with Chitara and there's one different scene with Lino in it and there's also a reference to Thundera. Uh, so that's fucking awesome. I hate LeBron wait. James. I don't want a new Space Jam, but I'll probably no. pirate it or have you pirate it and I'll watch it that way. <laughs> Just for the Thundercats references, but then they also have like a Clockwork Orange, which oh really is supposed to be a <laughs> cool. kids movie, but <laughs> for some reason they include those rapey characters, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, cool. They're gonna force you to watch fucking Space Jam too. Thundercats and Clockwork Orange. What a t- crossover yeah. that is. They're gonna pry. They're gonna have that device that keeps your eyes open, yeah. so make you watch it. <laughs> Make you watch Lola Bunny's shitty redesign. <laughs> All I've seen about that movie is like, there's so many memes about how Lola Bunny is like fat now. Um, someone had like the redesign compared to like Lola Bunny and Space Jam, the first one. It's just the picture from that, you know, with the big tits and everything. And then it's uh, someone just photoshopped Big Chungus to be Lola Bunny colors. It's like, you know, Lola Bunny redesign. I thought that was very amusing. Everyone's like bitching about how our tits are small now. <laughs> really? Why? Because <laughs> it's funny. Why wouldn't they? Like, I mean, Space Jam, like Lola Bunny is patient zero for for, for furries, right? Like, uh, that's got to be the one because she was like, she had that those that big fat ass and giant tits and in, in that kids movie and uh, created every single furry indirectly, you know, first directly and now indirectly. I think. I think that's how it works. I think it was Lola Bunny. Hmm. How dare they make her tits small and make her fat? What's even the point then? Yeah, exactly. That's all the notes I had about friendship and disguise, though. Do you have anything else? Uh, so at the very end. Oh wait, so I do have a couple more. Um. All right. At the very beginning here, when uh, Crystalis, Queen Crystalis is summoning the uh, people from Cybertron. Like, they show her, and for some reason, she's got, like, a bunch of random holes in her, like, 
lower legs that I don't think are actual like hooves or I don't she's just a weirdly drawn character but she has like all these just random ass holes and I don't understand like why or what the hell those come from but they're in like her lower legs holding her up uh-huh. when she's standing upright and that's a fucking insanely stupid way to draw your horse character at the very end uh, Optimus Prime when they're getting ready for their big showdown against the bad guys he calls he yells out his like Avengers assemble I forget what he says for the Transformers I think he says Transformers transform and then he says trot out for the ponies what a weak ass war cry that is trot out trot out ponies <laughs> yeah trot well why not like gallop or something like something fast because yeah, Gallup would at like least imply skipping. that you're going quickly. Like, yeah, because <laughs> like a trot is like this. It's just like a, a horse that's skipping. So that's yeah. All right, constructor cons. What a fucking cool name. Yeah, can't get over that. Yeah, that's cool. Big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Also, very opening page. There is a random horse character at like a newsstand and he's reading a comic book called Daring Duo or The Daring Do and it's a crossover book with the Daring Do and the Power Ponies and uh, this character says, why do they even cross over? What's, what is supposed to be the actual continuity of all this? And then yeah. the person working the newsstand says, I think crossovers are just supposed to be fun. I don't think it matters what the continuity is anymore. But fuck that guy. What does he know? I want yeah, explanations kind of. for all of them. Explain this. Make it make sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'm satisfied with the alternate dimension, though. I'm like, all right. Alternate dimension. Fine. Nanobites. Yeah, nanobots and alternate dimension. Yeah, I get it. Good. Okay. Everyone's ponies in this dimension. All right. Ready for some reviews? So let's do some more Swagberg in honor of this book. Oh, yeah. We should. Yeah, I'm ready for reviews, I guess. All right. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! Okay, so this one is three stars. The concept is cool. Uh, and uh, this reviewer just put his first name, but it happens to be the first, the same first name as uh, that dude on Facebook that I was talking about last week where you I got just- this book idea from. You're going to totally out your friend by uh, revealing his first I know. name. I think this is in Andy's work here. It's just the same first name and that's it. So I just like to imagine this in his voice. Is it the real first name or the new first name? The real first name. So probably this wasn't him oh, because no, he no changed his first he, name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it says the concept is cool with an exclamation point. The idea for the story has been a dream come true, especially for for, for fans of both franchises. That said, the execution leaves much to be desired. They had Gage in the story, but not Bumblebee? Seriously? I understand IDW wants to market their characters, but still. The value is truly in the concept. Bumblebee the art was is in also the very first one with Optimus. Yeah, I know. Was- I was going to say, he was there. I saw him. He was definitely there. The stories have cute moments, especially Fluttershy's. As a pony fan, it's a loot of fun. He must a mean loot? a lot, right? I, I would yeah, hope that's all, two just O's. a typo. I hope that's a typo. As a Transformers fan, the Autobots are often sidelined in favor of ponies saving the day, and the Decepticons are laughably incompetent. 
it's, they're equest- always, it's in Equestria yeah. is where it's taking place. So the ponies have the upper hand. Yeah, they just have more their ponies. pony magic and friendship magic powers to use. Decepticons are always laughably incompetent, though. That's that's normal. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Grimlock who stayed on his home planet and got overpowered by the Constructicon Voltron and needed little baby Spike to save the day. I guess that would make him look pretty incompetent. Yeah. The cartoon little guy has to save the day. All right, just just one more here. This one is five stars, and the title is "I've Got the Touch, I've Got the Power." Yeah, which I don't, I don't get, I don't understand that reference. I feel like he's referring to something. I don't know which one of these, but it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be ripped from. I would imagine yeah, Transformers be. are over ponies. I don't know. Like I got the, I don't know. I got the touch. That's kind of creepy. This is like an old like, yeah, cartoon. Uh, <laughs> toy figure line like catchphrase or something i have no idea i got the power makes me think of he-man yeah i have the power as he-man though so it's totally different yeah right it is not i've got the power (laughs) all right it's the most interesting book that i've ever read always love crossover comic books and this one is one of the best crossovers (laughs) the best one he's ever read that's good man it's funny all right. I, and that was it. I just like that one. I can't really believe that there are this many Transformer and Pony fans that they've all been clamoring for a crossover between the two for this long. Yeah. Like that one guy claimed at the very beginning. No, yeah, there's not that much overlap in the fan bases. I don't think it's not. I don't think this is a dream come true. Like, this is like, oh, that's weird. I never would have imagined that. All right. Well, anyway, that that's it then. That's That's all for this so let's move on to our next thing then fuck these comic book shows vixens vixen yeah vixens many vixens watch it what do you think about vixens i i think in total or six episodes i think it went maybe like 32 minutes total yeah this is fucking <laughs> six awesome episodes. Yeah. yeah it was great i kind of like the short episodes and um, there was one episode that we that was like um, six minutes and like fifty three seconds, and I'm like, God damn it! Why is this one so fucking long? Because like all the other ones are like three minutes, four minutes. This this was like, like a shitty fuck? version Seven of minutes. the max. <laughs> yeah, in, in only like that super quick time frame regard. Yeah, that was awesome. I love the length. Those I'm a big fan of three minute episodes for things that I'm watching for the podcast. So anytime we find something that only has three minute episodes, fuck yeah, let's do that. All these episodes, you just see the the bug in the corner for CW Seed. What is, what is CW Seed? That's, that's like their online website where you can watch all their shit for free if you sign up or whatever okay. their streaming platform is. I think Seed is a bad name. It's like Bang Babies. <laughs> yeah. now i'm just thinking about cum i refer to my cum as my seed so yeah <laughs> this is disgusting oh no no it makes sense it's the internet baby of the cw show so it, it's like the the shows came these little digital episodes that you could stream on their website that totally makes sense bite-sized episodes yeah okay you're right so in the first episode though we had 
Vixen fighting uh, Green Arrow in the Flash. And I like, and okay, so these episodes, they're incredibly short, as we've said, uh, but they repeated this entire fight sequence like a couple episodes later. So we actually see this chase of with the Flash and uh, Green Arrow and Vixen uh, twice in these 32 minute season here. So I, I like that. I like how they just repeated the whole thing, just the whole, the entire scene. Like, and the problem I have with this is that, you know, Vixen's power is that she has a stupid net uh, necklace that she can touch. And then it's like, all right, what power do you need? It's like, yeah, I need to, I need the, uh, the strength of an elephant and the, uh, speed of a cheetah and, uh, um, the wings of, an eagle. of a bird. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Awesome. So, and, and et cetera. And so it's on. A magic amulet. Yeah, sure. That's cool. But I feel like her having the speed of a cheetah shouldn't be any match for the flash, right? Like, I feel like the flash should really outclass her. The flash seemed to have way too much trouble with this. Yeah. They, they did a disservice to the flash. Yeah. It's like, Oh, cheetahs just as fast as the flash. Okay. And I feel like with um, green arrow, he could just, you know, he's a, he's, he's a hunter, right? He's got to be a hunter with that arrow skills he can just hunt the animal and you know poach the elephant or whatever that he shit does. that would make a lot of sense yeah just the fact that she is able to evade those two heroes is pretty stupid how could you be better than an archer i mean that's just that's just impossible you can't be no and also, like the thing with Vixen's power is that she touches the amulet and then a huge obvious hologram of the animal that she's about to borrow powers from comes up i feel like that would really just telegraph her move like a mile away like especially for the flash it's like all right elephant she's gonna do something like strong so dodge her all right cheetah she's gonna try to go fast so i'll just run faster or something like you should see it coming a mile away this isn't like that strategic of a use if you're fighting superheroes i don't think i don't know if it's just visible to us or if it's actually visible to the people she's interacting with yeah it could just be for the audience but if uh you know whatever if people can see it it should be easier i mean you don't know what she's gonna do when she's in elephant form that's true she might be using that for her memory or something else like shoot shoot water out of her nose or something yeah like something cool to hose her back off or something cool yeah or like paint a picture or something in the middle of this race in the Paint middle a of like a picture. downtown street yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you also <laughs> like panhandling yeah sure that'd be funny so then vixen is talking with her dad whose name is chuck but i, I like how chuck says like at one point she shows him like oh yeah look i can like walk up the wall like a spider but not like spider-man don't think about spider-man because uh, i'm using my feet to walk directly but then her dad's like I really need to start drinking. And like, I just, the way he said that sentence, it made me feel like he needs to not start drinking today, but to just start drinking, like just as a, like start becoming an alcoholic right now. Just like, I never drank before, but I really need to start drinking right now. Like I need to start my career as an alcoholic, my long downward Starting spiral. my downward spiral. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I like the way he delivered that line. It, it was just, there's just a lot behind that. That's, that's that's good voice acting right there. I, I really bought it. 
And also they they asked, I don't know, I don't remember why they asked Dixon this, but they were asking her where she was on September 11th, but in 2013. <laughs> I thought it was funny that they picked the day September 11th. I mean, do you remember what happened on September 11th in uh, 2001? No, what? So I forgot too. I was in Detroit with uh, Vixen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In your village of Detroit. I like yeah. how she's saying Detroit is my village. That's funny. Oh, and so at the very end, she also puts on her costume, which is brown. And then Green Arrow sees her and it's like, oh, you're wearing brown? What the fuck? Why are you wearing brown? She's like, what's wrong with brown, Green Arrow? And he's just like, oh, oh nothing. Nothing's wrong with brown. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. A vixen is um, from Africa also. Like literally from Africa. I'm not sure why Green Arrow's giving her shit about her color scheme palette. Like, yeah, her <laughs> like you're wearing green. Her day job as a non-superhero is professional model. I would think she knows what looks good on her. That's the other thing too. That's where her name comes from. Is because there was some creep in the the Hall of Justice who's like, "Holy, look how fucking hot she is!" Flash. She's such a no. vixen, and then they so- just kept going. So, like, this whole thing is solely because they're trying to, like, introduce the the character of the Vixen for the live-action Flash show on CW. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the shitty sidekicks of the Flash on that show. That dumbass uh, oh. Ramon character or whatever. Cisco. Oh, okay. And Cisco. But he's just, like, totally creeping on her, calling her the Vixen because of how fucking fuckable she is. <laughs> that was funny. That was awesome. <laughs> Look at those cans, Flash. Oh my god. So the the only note I took about this show. Alright. The very, very end of it is the greatest fucking ever of ending of anything ever. Like Mari has this super heroic monologue going on and on about how she knows who she is after declining the flash and the green arrows offer to train with them. And mm-hmm. uh during that flash like runs home. And then Arrow just shoots an arrow with a zip line attached to it to yeah. a roof of a building just a little ways down the street from Mary, Mari's house, and it goes to the credits. So we're supposed to believe <laughs> that the Green Arrow is going to just, like, Arrow zip line himself all the way home from Detroit to fucking Seattle? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's going to take this dude eight months to travel home. He's just going to the bus stop, probably. Like, though, I don't. I, mean. I don't know if the show takes place in Seattle, but like we've read those Green Arrow comics where they like go yeah. over and over again about how he's like the pride of Seattle and how much he loves the city of Seattle <laughs> and he's the heart and soul of Seattle. So I'm assuming like that's where the show takes place. But he's yeah, he's just gonna zip line himself there, arrow by arrow. He's never gonna run out. Luckily, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, he can I'm recycle. sure he's like collecting them. Yeah, yeah he's got to right. recycle these reload them and shit so it's even going to take even more fucking time because he has to reload the zip line in each one before he reuses it Fuck. that was pretty funny yeah. that's such an inefficient like getaway like, thing especially with the God angles awful. that they use yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was my favorite part of anything i've ever seen was just the applied like zip line home from detroit to seattle <laughs> and like they, they could have just showed him like from the street level, like a shot from street level with him, like the shadow of him going up under the roof and probably wouldn't have noticed. They like have a they have a shot of the reverse angle of him coming on the roof. So you see him like land on the roof 
and then start running like a normal human speed run and like the next thing. They could have did that and not made us think about it. But yeah, I'm thinking about how many steps he's taken. Shit. It's like I just watched him take like 10 steps. Plus, he's Oliver fucking Queen, like billionaire. Like he's he's yeah. on Batman's level of like wealth and Lex Luthor's level of wealth. So like, why not just show him getting into like the Green Arrow, like private jet? Like, I'm sure he has that and he uses to get to Detroit in the first place. I'm sure he didn't just zip line arrow his way there. Why the fuck do you need him to like hurry off on a fucking rooftop like that's supposed to be cool just get into your private jet dude save time yeah that was awesome what an asshole of an exit that was (laughs) fuck the green arrow that was cool i love the green arrow that's all i had about vixens too is that all you had yeah all right let's arrow zip line over to our next segment (laughs) the walking dead update yeah, that was a clumsy arrow zipline to The Walking Dead. <laughs> the Walking Dead, this is the last episode of season 10. It's episode 22 called Here's Negan. And it's all about Negan's backstory. And this is the only episode where we, we had like a short scene of Negan walking around with Carol in the very beginning. And that was all the walking that we did. There was very little walking in this. It, it was a huge improvement. Yeah, they really they really broke the mold here. Um, they really broke out of their rut that they were wearing into the ground by walking all over the place. I hope that by Negan's backstory, they just mean they're going to show like him like 12 hours before the fight with Rick and yeah. like all the Alexandria people. Like the backstory of just what we've seen him do on the show. <laughs> yeah, just that's it. Now, they, they had the backstory of uh, him with his wife and all that and him as a gym teacher, like an unemployed gym teacher. Uh, so we, we got to see all that this episode. They had like a flashback inception where they flash back to, so they start in the present. They flash back to 12, um, what was it? 12 years earlier, flashback to two, t- quote, two or three days ago um, from there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> kind of like that other, it's just like two or three. I don't fucking, you pick. Who the fuck cares at this point? It doesn't matter. Just pick one of the numbers. Just say either two days or three days. I mean. Why do you have to make it two or three? How awesome. Yeah, that was pretty funny, though. And then six weeks earlier, and then to seven months earlier. So all these are on top of each other. So it's like, you know, two or three days before the 12 years earlier time. Um, Six weeks before the two or three days ago. Seven months before six weeks ago. So, so yeah, we're going pretty far back. Watching Negan, like, walk around trying to get medicine for his wife and shit. And uh, becoming a killer. We see him get the bats. We see him wrap the bats in barbed wire and all that. So we, we get a we get a pretty good story of Negan. I mean, I, I was I was uh, overall I was happy with it. I thought it was cool. I think it's worth watching this episode. Oh, there's one more walking scene where Maggie was walking with Kid Glenn at the very beginning. I think it was like the first scene, but she's walking and talking to Kid Glenn. But while she's talking in the foreground, you just have like Negan's helping build something. So he's just hammering so you just hear pow 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 like while while they're trying to talk like the they, they have the hammer up really loud in the mix too it's really hard to tell what they were talking about because just negan just hammering who is kid glenn uh maggie's kid that just looks like a oh, kid herschel. version of glenn it's like yeah yeah herschel it's like a but he looks like a the, the actor they found just looks exactly like him though it's it's like a cartoon little guy of glenn what else here hold on Oh, we got to see Rick and Michonne and other flashbacks too. And Negan was like thinking about his bat. 
hope it's the flashback of when he and Rick first squared off. It was the one where uh, Rick cut him with the glass or whatever. So it was that one. Mm-hmm. And Michonne was, uh, I forget what Michonne was doing. So yeah, Negan like digs up Lucille and everything, the uh, the bat, and burns it by the end of the episode. Oh yeah, and when when we uh, flash back to before the, I was before the, I want to call it the pandemic, but before the zombies, we see like Negan just like unemployed, sitting at home, just playing video games <laughs> for online, which I thought was pretty funny. It's he's like shouting online at like kids, so he's probably using like racial slurs if it was like twelve years ago. So I, I could see Negan using the N word online on Xbox Live, as people like to do. Yeah, but typically the people that like to do that are like 13-year-old kids from somewhere in like Russia or Germany. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then we get to see Negan like being a shitty husband too, which is funny because his wife's like, oh, I got to go to the doctor. Um, Can you give me a ride home? And he's like, oh, honey, I can't. I got a probation officer. I have to meet with the probation officer. Then she finds out that he was just like lying later and he was just like banging her friend. Uh, so, So yeah, that was pretty funny. So we flash back to then and then they flash forward, you know, just it was very it was a cool way to do it. I I I think that was a that it worked. Um best episode of this extension, probably of this season for sure. But it didn't end with anyone squaring off. It just ended with Negan coming back like, "Oh, yep, I'm going to stay in Alexandria now. Sorry, Carol." And Carol's like, "All right, Maggie's going to kill you." And she it's not my fault anymore. I tried to give you an out. And he's like, "All right." And then, uh, then it credits, and I guess we will find out what happens in the next season. Why did he leave? I don't remember any of that. Well, it, we saw it at the beginning here. He was walking with Carol to a cabin to because, like, Maggie was back, and you know he helped out with Alpha, so they're kind of letting him help out around there. But with Maggie back, Maggie is not having it. So Carol's just takes him to a cabin, be like, "You can stay here. Don't come back to there." Uh, but then he does come back, and Carol's like, "All right, it's not my problem if she kills you now." Fuck so, that. He should. Yeah. You, Lucille, Maggie, or threaten to Lucille, Maggie, just to like convince her, like, "Hey, don't fuck with me. I'm back." Yeah, Lucille, kid, Glenn, do that. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, Herschel. that'd be good. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be. There cool. is no way AMC could show that on television. <laughs> no way. But here's hoping. Cowards. Yeah. All right, so that's what that is. So we're done with Walking Dead updates until the next season. And then it will be done forever after that season. It'll just be Fear the Walking Dead updates. Uh, yeah. Or that other one with uh, the high school. Walking Dead High. Wait, what was what? that one called? Fuck. What? The one where they, we follow the, the, high, the Walking Dead high school students. What the fuck high school Walking Dead is this? We, we talked about that. <laughs> it's how they took Walking Dead and put it in high school. Um, oh, is this fuck, that I can't shitty remember the Netflix name. show we watched the one time? Is that we were like? No, talking? no, that's that was a different thing. Um, there was a Walking Dead spinoff that was. Hold on, just let me fucking find the goddamn title. It's a real fucking. Thing we watched with the it for Dead the show. We've watched it. Yes. No, but it's uh, yeah, actually the, the, the Walking, Walking Dead World Beyond. That's what it was. Holy shit. Oh, man. I forgot about that thing completely. (laughs) I wiped that from my memory. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. That's still a show? It's not canceled? Oh, I I, I don't know. I should check, actually. How the fuck can that still be airing? 
who was that even like was that on amc regular or was that just for like their website or streaming service? no i think it was on amc regular wow really um yeah it dude says, that thing was terrible i think it's not canceled yet it says 2022 blank so i think Fuck, it's yeah, still I can't, going. i can't wait for the updates on that shit yeah it's gonna be good have fun with that yeah so look forward to that in the future also in the future is next week. What do you want to read? Uh, that Jupiter's Legacy thing. Okay, yeah, Jupiter's Legacy. I want to read Inkblot, Volume 1. It's about a magic cat or something. I don't know. Awesome. Yeah. What do you want to watch? Did you have a... That Jupiter thing isn't out yet, right? You said May. Yeah, it comes out sometime in May. All right, what else have you got on your list, then? See, there's also a Green Arrow animated series. It looks like it might be early 90s-ish. Oh, Uh, There's a Green Lantern cartoon that was on Cartoon Network, apparently, in the early 2010s that I've never even heard of, but that's a thing. Um, I like the the sound of that Green Arrow one a lot. Okay, I I think it's called the Green Arrow Adventures, but I'll I'll have to double-check the... uh, cartoon website again to make sure alright it'll be in the description then so uh, you just want to watch the last episode of that sure alright cool so join us next week for that then and in the meantime follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm at this do the god follow us at giraffes HBT pod on facebook and twitter patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues and soundcloud.com slash dj von Mir for the song you're listening to now See you guys next week. isn't a real it's called the green arrow green arrow the animated adventures it's only got three episodes so this might be another one of those cw seed things oh okay well how long is an episode i've never watched i don't hold on i'll try to start one real i mean quick. Do, you, do you have it in front of you is yeah it, i just, I just, just pulled it, it up to double check the title 10 minutes oh okay episode three is 10 minutes so i, I mean I, I think we can assume all three episodes maybe you about just half watch an all hour. three sure okay yeah let's let's do that oh you got your second vaccine right i sure did how much sonic the hedgehog have you been playing how much autism have you gained so so much i'm great at reading now i can read now i'm good with numbers finally okay like rain man autism holy shit yeah dude i'm gonna go to vegas count some cards or fuck Vegas, I'll just go up to Cleveland, count cards. Yeah. And uh I don't know what else happens in the movie, Rayman. Wear a yeah, suit. I think, I think that's there's it. There's a joke about farting in a phone booth or something, I think. Oh yeah, this probably farts. Tom Cruise. Cool. Yeah.
You can count matches, I guess. Just count matches. That's all I know. That's all I can remember. So I'll ask you how many matches you have. I got my first one. It was um fine. Like it it didn't like my arm was sore as fuck, but and then at work the next day, like toward the end of the day, I got really fatigued, but that was about it. Oh man. I I was completely knocked out yesterday. I was really? exhausted for some reason, but it could also be because I don't have the best of sleeping habits. Yeah. But I'm going to blame it on this vaccine instead. Cause when did you get it? Friday. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah, you can blame it on the steel reserves. There's a lot of factors that could have contributed to this. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. So how how you feeling now then? Are you feeling fine now? Yeah, pretty much completely fine. Like I had no side effects except for like maybe being tired from it. Like I Oh. The last time I went and got my left shoulder and everything was fine. It, I mean it hurt for like a day or two afterwards. This time I was just like, hey, so what what shoulders have you done more, rights or left? And the guy was like, I don't know, the left, I guess. I'm like, all right, go ahead and just do the right. I don't care. And uh, that was probably a bad idea because I'm like right-handed and I usually will like kind of like lean yeah. on my right side, like when I'm sitting up, like watching TV and shit in bed. Yeah. And so like that made that a little bit less comfortable and fun to do. So I do regret picking the right side without thinking about it at all first. I'll stick to the left then for mine. It's also pretty much cleared up by now, though. So, I mean, it didn't last that long. It's oh. just a day, pretty much. Oh, okay. Still, it was a, a very mild inconvenience for a couple hours. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't that bad, uh, the first one. And now I have nanobots, just like comic books, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm Iron Man now. To... Yeah, nanobots, dude. Fuck yeah. Fucking awesome. Why don't people want nanobots? Yeah, why are people still refusing to get this shit, idiots? Yeah, haven't you read a comic book? Yeah. Fucking assholes. It's awesome. I'm going to repulsor blast the shit out of you. Yeah. Actually, I don't think the nanobots do that for Iron Man. They just, like, make his suit reappear whenever he wants to change clothes into it. Oh, all right. But that's cool. I don't have to, like, pack extra clothes or a change of clothes. Yeah, just... Yeah, that's even better, I would say. Yeah. Can make new Indians hats. Oh, fuck yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Any color you want. I've already got every color they made for the past four years. You can start making your own colors. I can, like, replace the ones that have a little bit of, like, wear and tear and, like... Oh, yeah. Discoloring and fading on them. Like, the white ones are the worst, because those are... It ruined like two seconds after I buy them. Right. But not Forever anymore. Forever pristine white. Not anymore. Thanks to the Fuck vaccines. Yeah. 